Welcome to podcast number three, Returning to Ourselves with Trisha Swenson. And I am going to talk about how we get lost from ourselves, how we actually know we are lost. Um, We're going to talk about integrity today and rose bushes. So let's get started. So first I want to share that um, I recorded this podcast actually a month ago or so and the episodes or the segments actually got mixed up and one of the segments had music running all through it and I didn't actually go back and listen to it until several weeks after I had published it and anyways I just needed I realized I needed to delete it all and start again. So that is what I'm doing. And the concept of returning to ourselves came to me, came to my mind as a result of going through experiences where I felt like kind of there were some ways I was giving my power away or losing part of myself. um, And I felt like I needed to find a way to bring myself back to center, back to back inside myself and I wasn't exactly sure how to even talk about what I felt was going on in a spiritual sense. And so like I created this podcast um, because I I feel like this must be very common um, in the world today and I wanted to share my thoughts on it. So why do we get lost from ourselves in the first place? Um, And how do we know if we are actually lost? Those are the questions I asked myself um, as I asked myself and, and I was pondering, um, for some time before I wrote this podcast. So we get lost from ourselves. Anytime we compromise our integrity, we get even more lost from ourselves. The subsequent times we compromise it. And with the stories we tell ourselves of blame and shame and fear, uh, for example, one way I lose myself is I blame my kids for making me upset by their by their bad behavior. And I feel like that's pretty common. Or I blame my spouse for making me feel the way I feel. And that is another way that we lose part of ourselves. And also the thoughts that we accept and that we believe that come into our mind that are fear-based thoughts is another way we actually lose our power because what happens is fear, if these fearful thoughts that we have Let's just say the fearful thought is, um, you know, my neighbor doesn't like me or something like that. And so I'm not going to go over and try to make friends with them because they don't like me. They, they, because of this, they did this or whatever. Now I I think they don't like me. And so I'm just not going to even try to be their friend. Um, and that actually causes us to like close down. So actually like shrinks us and like pulls our energy, our possible power, just further into ourselves, if that makes sense. And spiritually, that is what is happening. And so that is not going to help us to be our best selves either. And it's not going to help us to really be in alignment with who we really want to be. So we have these different stories and these lies we believe. And um, we often believe that we're the victim of all of our circumstances. Um, 
whether we grew up with abuse or grew up with someone who had depression and um, had unfortunate things happen or um, who struggles with chronic illnesses, all these different things, um, sometimes we can be, we have to be careful because the stories we tell ourselves about their lives and our lives and how, you know, we kind of put ourselves in this victim role and that is another way we get lost from ourselves. Um, and then there's the stories we tell ourselves of how things shouldn't have gone the way they did. Do you ever go back in your life and you think about how something went wrong? Um, maybe you were performing in a talent show and you had some horrible mishap and it was horribly embarrassing and you think, oh, it shouldn't have gone that way. Um, that is another way that we kind of cut ourselves off from really expanding into who we are and really being one with ourselves. Um, so our stories are so embedded in our minds that we don't even notice them. We, we just tell ourselves these and, and they just become unconscious and they just become the, the unconscious story we, we kind of go from. And the reason behind, you know, the random actions that we take that we're not really sure, like, why we got so mad that somebody, you know, did something. Like, why couldn't we act more patient or loving or forgiving? We just we just suddenly snap and we're like, why did that happen? And, and these stories we tell ourselves about things that happened in the past are the reason why. <clears throat> so here's some signs that we are actually lost. Here's signs. One, we feel the need to prove ourselves. We feel the need we have to win the argument be right we always have a strong need to be right and this is often so unconscious we don't even know it exists I've gone through a lot of learning with this one especially and I've had to realize that it's actually beautiful to be willing to be wrong like in any any circumstance you know, to really like put yourself out there and what you believe out there and just be willing to be wrong, you know. And I think that when we're actually willing to be wrong, we can feel more confident in ourselves because we're not afraid. You know, when we when we have to prove ourselves and we, ha- we have to be right, it really comes from this fear. Someone's going to find out or this this just some underlying fear that It's kind of unconscious and it takes a little bit of time and effort to uncover and a little bit of maybe self-reflection and maybe some meditation. Um, So another sign that we know we're lost um, is this need to constantly be in alignment and and like this is a tricky one I I said this before it's it's not that that we that we do need to be in alignment it's that we um how do I say this in the best, in a better way? I think my first recording, I could have said it better. So, um, it's kind of like an OCD need, like it's gotta be this way. You know what I mean? So it's like when we're willing to, to see that we're out of alignment and we're willing to be out of alignment, it's really similar to willing to be wrong, you know, to willing to submit to the truth we find and if we know that we're wrong or that we're out of alignment and we can say like, yeah, I am out of alignment, 
that is the sign of true humility and and that's what ultimately puts us in a better higher place so the last thing that i have here about uh, signs we know we are lost is we want other people or circumstances to change for us in order for us to find happiness um, maybe we want to have a different group of friends maybe we want to have more money and it's not about the wanting but we want like outside things to change in order for us to be happy because we won't let ourselves be happy in the current circumstance we won't see the beauty the beauty and the opportunities that are available to us in our current circumstance and if things were changed if we moved it would just be different and so that's another thing I've been reflecting on a lot lately is um in my current circumstance what is available to me and that's where true gratitude really lies so we say to ourselves you know if he hadn't been so rude to me I would be in a better mood or if we just had a bigger house I wouldn't be so stressed or if my kids would just behave themselves I would not be so tired these statements seem so true but what they are really what they really are is sentences we think and say that result in a powerful part of ourselves exiting the room but seriously um now that you know what what is happening let's watch for it to happen and identify in our mind when and how we just lost ourselves (laughs) um so let's talk about integrity now Integrity to me means the wholeness of our genuine character. To live in integrity means to believe in our goodness and in our desire to do good and be good. We lose our integrity in part at least when we allow ourselves to believe that our goodness, our good desires are not worth our own efforts to achieve and to believe in. In other words, we sometimes let go of what our heart of hearts really desires and we settle for less. We blame it on something or someone else, the economy, our spouse, our personality, our past mistakes, etc. I tell you what, I have done this in my life many times and I have tried out and given up on many different talents and hobbies and skills because I was convinced of something, some idea that seemed to be true that I never questioned. Mostly it had to do with what other people told me and the thoughts I had about what they told me. Here's one example. In high school, I loved doing art. It was self-expression, it was fun, and it was creativity. Um, It was this escape for me. I would lose myself as I would do my art. So I I loved escaping life often through working on an art project. I I loved the place of focus I could go to where the rest of life would just disappear and I'd be left with a creation that I had made. In college, I decided to continue taking art classes, but they were much more challenging assignments. I enjoyed the challenge, but was a little distressed and overwhelmed by something the teacher proclaimed one day. And he said, to be a successful artist, you really need to spend 20, 30, or 40 hours on each work of art. And that's how we were graded in this class and I'm not here to say that that was bad or wrong or he shouldn't have done that but when he did that I had the thought that I 
was not going to be able to be an artist because I just can't do one piece of art for 20 or 30 or 40 hours. And being only 17 years old at the time, I was, or I was 18 maybe, I was really overwhelmed by that thought. It was not exactly um, a thought that I um, could just, you know, set aside and be like, oh, it's going to be fine. Um, maybe I should have, though. That might have been a great idea, but I didn't. And maybe that's just the lesson I needed to learn in life. Um, but one of my favorite paintings, actually, that I did in high school, it was some ballet slippers, and it only took me 45 minutes. So I was thinking, you know, I don't think I <laughs> I should go ahead and be a professional artist, even though I love doing art. I just don't I don't, I just, at the time, I just thought it's just not me. I just like doing quick, um, you know, I think three hours would be like the max, you know, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I might've been a little short-sighted at that time. Um, but I kind of, at that time in my life, I just thought, okay, maybe art's not my thing. And so I started to find, look for something else I could pursue, um, rather than art. And, um, so my teacher, I remember um, when I told him I wasn't going to pursue art and I was going to transfer schools. Um, I actually decided to to um, try to become a sign language interpreter. That was the next um, path I, I thought about pursuing. And when I told my teacher my plan, he was really confused. You know, um, he was like, but you're, you know, a great artist and you have potential here. And and I just thought, well, I you know, I'm, I'm like, I didn't want to say it out loud because I was kind of embarrassed a little bit. Like, it's just overwhelming spending so many hours on one piece of art. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was just, I thought, like, if art has to take this long, you know, to, to finish, then it's just not worth it, <laughs> you know, is what I thought. But um, so I stopped doing art and I moved on and I pursued other things. And um, you know, I pursued sign language and I didn't end up doing that. And I ended up pursuing, um, I thought, um, you know, maybe I'd like to do some sort of counseling. So I got kind of an undergraduate in, in that degree, but I didn't end up pursuing a master's degree at that time because, um, for counseling, because I really didn't like writing papers. <laughs> I think I was quite impatient still in those years. And um, I've since learned to be much more patient. So anyways, this, but the story of um, when I, that was quite a long time. That was about 18 years ago. And I actually remember um, not too long ago, some, some years ago, I was riding on an airplane and I was sitting next to a girl and we got talking and found out she's pursuing art and and how much she loved it I think she might have shown me some of her her art that she had done and I told her my story about how I'd given up on art because the teacher said it was you know you had to spend this many hours and and I just thought wow that's a lot to spend on one piece of art and she she just told me like that's silly that he said that of course you could succeed at being an artist without spending you know just tons and tons and tons of time on art, you know. Um, but you know, when you're young and you just trust 
you just trust your teacher and you just think your teachers, you think like they know everything. You know, I see it in my children. They come home and it's like, my teacher said this and it's the absolute truth, you know? <laughs> and as their mom, I'm like, yeah, that's what she thinks. It's not, it's not what I believe. You know, I believe this. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so, but I, t- I tell you that story because um, it it was kind of like an awakening, like, oh, I didn't really need to, I didn't really need to believe that. And I thought about like, oh, what would I say to myself if I could go back in time and then like talk to myself? And so I think what I'd say is um, you don't have to believe everything your teachers say about success in life. Like they might be right, but they might not be right. They might just be saying most likely they're just saying what worked for them and what they've seen. And, and the, the truth is there's a lot of ways to be successful at something. There's not like just one way. So you have to keep that in mind whenever you're listening to a teacher or a speaker or something. Um, that they may have some good ideas, but they don't know everything there is to know. <laughs> and you might be different than what they've seen. And that's great. Um, so I would say do do what you want to do and don't live by anyone else's terms or ideas of what you have to do. Just be you and follow your joy and passions, you know. And um, I I remember many instances of a teacher giving a long speech about something that was an absolute must for success and learning later that I should have taken that speech with a grain of salt. <laughs> I remember my chemistry teacher, she was talking about the importance of science fair projects and I just never really saw that materialize in my life um and so it's just interesting how you realize as you grow up things aren't what you thought so I want to actually get into the meaning of the word integrity now and I looked up some different words. I did some etymology studying on the word integrity and looked up the definitions. So the definition I found for integrity is honesty and consistency of character and also moral uprightness. And then I found a couple of words that are really similar to integrity because I really wanted to just fully understand the soul of this word integrity. And so I found the word in integrate an integer that are also very closely related to the word integrity. And integrate means combining two things that they can become a whole. And it also means bringing things together that were separate. And then integer, it means whole or complete. And you probably heard that in math classes, if you've taken some math classes. And then I found some synonyms for integrity. Honor, honorableness, incorruptibility, rectitude, righteousness, right-mindedness, scrupulosity, guilelessness, ingenuousness, straightforward, forthright, artless, candidness, plain-spoken, scrupulous, Oh, that's the last one, yeah. So I um, wrote down the definition of some of these. So incorruptibility means in, incapable of being bribed or morally corrupted. Um, scrupulous means very concerned to avoid doing wrong. 
and ingenuous means innocent and unsuspecting. And so I thought for a minute about how how these words really relate to integrity. So integrity is the result of returning to ourselves after we get lost. We all have times when we betray our own standards for integrity. We all have times when we don't do what we knew we should have done or we do something that we never thought we'd do. But the process of gaining and maintaining integrity is the ability to forgive ourselves and set aside those things we know we shouldn't have done over and over and over again. It's continually striving and being honest with ourselves. It's forgiving ourselves. It's giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt and the kind of self-love where we can peacefully acknowledge that the mistakes we made in the past must have been necessary for our personal soul's growth and how much we've learned by making them. Only then can we feel gratitude for our life journey rather than regret. So I had a story I wanted to share. And I mentioned I was going to talk about rose bushes. And I have a bunch of rose bushes in my front yard. And I did when I was growing up too. So it's really a homey thing for me to have rose bushes. But um, my rose bushes, they grow really well. And sometimes they grow a little too well. They get very, very tall. They hit my roof of of my one-story house and they'll keep growing if I don't cut them back. And I have to cut them down a couple times a year to maybe just um, two or three feet tall. And if I don't, they just grow out of control. And they just become, I'm like, I'm not sure what they would become if I just did nothing and just let them grow. And and that's, I feel like that's the thing. That's the thing with us and um, our integrity. I feel like with who we're meant to be, we often are like that rose bush. We want to overgrow. We want to just become something that isn't really who we really are because we see it out there. We see somebody else doing it and we think like that they're doing it great and it's really working for them and I should just copy them and, you know, then I'll be successful or I'll be influential or I'll make lots of money. And we just think, like that's that's the way and so we actually compromise our integrity of of being who we are because we think like that's the way of success and that's the way that people have been just doing it for a long time so you know if this is if this is you if you see yourself in this you're like oh, I did this or I'm doing this now it's okay just understand that okay I chose that for a reason and and you know why why you chose that and it was probably just to survive and to provide for for yourself and your family and, you know, it's possible that there is this, you know, this way of really being true to yourself and honoring who you are and growing from, you know, being willing to be trimmed down in, in a sense and to really come back to yourself. And so the process of that, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a lifelong process, but it begins when we start looking at ourselves and think about, you know, where can I give myself the benefit of the doubt and where am I really not being true to myself? And um, where do I, what do I need to forgive myself for? And that's just something I think you have to really do every so often regularly in your life. Maybe you do it with a therapist or in a journal and 
that helps you get that much closer to your integrity and so that you can return to yourself. I also recommend prayer and meditation that aligns with um, what your beliefs are. And I find that um, connecting to my own spirituality has been very beneficial for me. And that it's helped me to return to myself and stop giving my power away. And I hope that my thoughts have helped you. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This is all I have for you today. And I hope that it leaves you well. Let me know how you think about it. Leave me a comment in the on the podcast. And I look forward to recording more podcasts for you. Thank you. Bye.